0: Creators, I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered if you can expense plastic surgery and like put it as a business expense? Or maybe have you ever wondered when it's the right time for you to create a limited company or an LLC? Or... Have you ever thought about an emergency fund and whether you should have one and how much money should be inside it? As you can probably guess, today's episode is going to answer those questions. This interview features Rachel, also known as Accountant She. She's a disruptor within the accounting and finance industry, and she very generously shared so much amazing game changing information for us creators to be aware of when it comes to managing our finances and also managing our accounts. This is an absolute must listen to all creators, regardless of what stage in the journey you're in. So let me stop talking and let's get straight to the episode. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to come on. <laughs> I'm always so, so privileged when people like you agree to come on and share your knowledge. So let's get started by you just telling me a bit about who you are and give you some context so that everyone listening knows who you are.
1: Of course. Hi, everybody. My name is Rachel and I am a disruptor in the accounting space. So I am disrupting what it means to be an accountant disrupting what it feels like to have an accountant. And disrupting what being an exceptional employer of accountants looks like as well. Oh, what a great intro. Thank you. Do you, is that like your line? Your like elevator pitch? (laughs) Because that was like... (laughs) Because I once introduced myself at a networking event and a client was sat next to me and I said, hi, I'm an accountant. And she literally laughed out loud and was like, no, you're not. Like, you're so much more than that. And so I let her introduce me and she used the word disruptor. And I was like, I really like that. And so, Yeah. yeah, I've got into the...
0: Part of your messaging.
1: But again, I feel it's so specific to creators as well when when you are a creator and then there's a business behind your business yeah. you do 17 things how do you introduce yourself mm-hmm. and so that's what, so it's really nice for me.
0: Do you know what? And I'm going to refuse to go on a tangent here. So I'm going to try and keep this short, <laughs> but I struggle with that so much yep. because how, especially when you're a creator who creates content across a bunch of different mediums and therefore there's not one singular thing. Yep. Like I'm not a YouTuber per se. There's so many other parts. Yep. I struggle with describing who I am on such a regular basis. So that's really interesting. I might get someone to describe me soon who's like really familiar with my business especially and then use that.
1: If you do, so like- I have five limited companies. I have a bursary scheme. I do lots of like trustee and volunteer work. And so I asked people in each different area of my life how they would introduce me. And I picked what overlapped the most.
0: Nice. Yeah. That is a great Very exercise. analytical way of doing it. Oh no, but I love that. That's so cool. And you have yep. five limited companies. Mm. What a flex. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that later because that's insane. Um, all right. So just for a bit of context, you're also, your company is also the company that I work with yeah. for all of my accounting and bookkeeping. So you can tell us a little bit about your company, Strivex. Of
1: course. So if I just run through, if you Googled me, what would come up? Because I feel like that's a great place to start. So, I am a qualified accountant. Mm-hmm. After that, I went and did an MBA mm-hmm. to understand how to run a business. Uh, I've learned much more running a business than I did on an MBA, but we we got it anyway. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I launched the first ever corporate bursary scheme to encourage people who don't have access to funding to still be able to like not let that be a barrier to accessing financial education. Um, that was a huge part of, of my story to get here. And so something I'm really, really proud of um accountant she is the online platform that i desperately needed when i was training to be an accountant and so i create content by for and about accountants for small business owners for people who want to be accountants and for people who want to do something similar to what i've done Mm. then i have strivex which is the blue (laughs) lovely wholesome part of my life which is the accountancy practice that i run with my lovely lovely husband james So we have Strivex Limited, which is our accountancy practice. We've just launched Strivex Mortgages to help self-employed people get access to mortgages. Again, that was part of our journey that we've been able to bring into the business because as two self-employed people that make really good money, we still struggled to -hmm. get a mortgage. Um, And again, just found that process a little bit more difficult than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. We've got Strivex Consulting, where I get to work with some of the most amazing passionate businesses in the country. So shows that people that have just come off shows like Dragon's Den, people that are looking to get onto shows like Dragon's Den and really help them understand the value of their business what their business plan looks like and what they can do to get from where they are now to where they want to go yeah um and then as of september 2023 we are launching strivex audit which is really really exciting Ooh. and again taking us to the next level so that clients that are scaling won't ever have to outgrow us and we can just go on that journey wow wow well my god I didn't realize that you did so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's insane
0: yeah. okay right so how I basically started working with you and how I found you was through a referral which is always so useful yes but then I always think that's it's a it's a bit frustrating that the best people I found who I work with I found through someone else because not everyone gets to meet people within yeah. the industry like I was very fortunate I met Charlotte who was also on this podcast and um, who's the founder of seven six agency and I was talking to her about the issues I was having in my current account And if you are familiar with my content, for everyone listening, you have heard me talk about this quite a few times. I was basically like a very small fish in like a very big pond, which is really common. And the first accountants, I think I might've even had two who I hired. I did so because someone just said, oh, you need an accountant. And I didn't really understand why. Um, And then I just like did a Google search and I was like, cool, let's just go with them. They're the cheapest, Mm -hmm. right? So I ran with them. And then whilst they very much did the basics, that I needed, which in hindsight, that's obviously what I was paying for. That's why it was so cheap. But everything else they either didn't do or couldn't help me with. So if I had questions, like when I hit my... VAT threshold where, and that's, what's that in America? Like sales tax. Is that, is that yes. what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Where basically I had to start paying all this extra tax and doing loads more paperwork. I didn't even know that I'd hit it. Like no one told me. One of my friends was like, by the way, I think you need to start doing this. And then I emailed them and they just sent me a booklet and I was like, what? Was don't send like, me don't to HRC website. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this means. And I'm not someone who's naturally good at this stuff. Yeah. So it was very stressful. And the sigh of relief i had when i started working with you guys and i was like oh my god i don't actually need to worry about this anymore like i don't need to worry this is done i literally can't put into words how much of relief that was so we've been working together i've been working with emma who's actually in the room my accountant.
1: yeah just for context (laughs) on that spectrum of like you pay a minimum fee and you can't get hold of anyone versus your accountant came here today to watch us record a podcast so (laughs) she knows you better so then when she's doing your accounts and she understands your allowable expenses she'll be like yes i know that you got an Uber here and yes. that you got a coffee yeah. when you were here and this is an allowable expense. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. And
0: like, even so, the accountants who I hired were not used to working with content creators. Yep. And honestly, the things, the responses I used to get when I used to be like, oh, well, this is what I earned from this. They'd be like, once, they literally said, oh, that must be nice. And I was like, that's a bit rude. <gasps>
1: And even like, we've, we've like had attitude. So, so many content creators that said like, if I walked into an accountancy practice where the carpet was brown, and I thought yeah. that's a great it's summary, like a no. yeah. um, you know, stale, pale male vibes. Yeah. They wouldn't even know what I do. Yeah. I would have to explain to them how I made money. Yeah.
0: It, that was the case every single time. I felt like they were very suspicious of me. They were like, "What? Are, what is all this money? <laughs> what are you doing yeah. as a job? So yeah, thank God I'm not doing that anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've been working together. I don't even know how long now, maybe like a year. Yeah. Mm. Just about a year, and it has been super smooth sailing ever since. So, for anyone listening who's like, Well, that sounds great, but I don't really understand why Jade needs an accountant and yep. what accountants do. I also have a bookkeeper. Would you mind just giving an overview as to what accountants actually do and how they help creators? Of course.
1: Cool. So, if I just split out bookkeeping versus accounting, firstly, because that's a really great place to start, it's something that a lot of people are very confused on mm. um even inbound inquiries very often we get inquiries inquiries from people who think they need a bookkeeper and actually it's us telling them no you don't mm. so if we take a car as an example accounting is your mot right bookkeeping is your service keeping everything topped up and ticking okay. and doing everything so accounting is statutory stuff it's compliance work we have to get that done mm. we can still add loads of value have really amazing like in financial year prior proactive touchpoint conversations, but the purpose of delivering accounting services is statutory and yeah. so that you remain compliant, you're not getting scary brown envelopes through the door and have trauma. <laughs> and then yeah. bookkeeping is very much keeping everything ticking, keeping everything up to date. Um, as with most things to do with finances, that's a spectrum, it's as much or as little as you like. So whenever we take on a client, we I get to have a half an hour call with them, little deep dive into their finances. We then have a, an hour long one-to-one training session. So that's where we teach you how mm. to run your business as a business. We look at what you're doing now, where you are, what your North Star is, where you want to get to. We ask every single client um, in order for us to sit here in a year and for you to give us the 10 out of 10, what yeah. do you need to do? Yeah. And then every single time someone is reaching out to that client, they've got that 10 out of 10 in mind yeah. so we do an hour-long deep dive again very often in that training session we're teaching people how to do their own bookkeeping mm. with the knowledge that actually bookkeeping is one of the first things people outsource when they start mm. making good money so if we teach you to do it yourself mm. you have an understanding of how difficult it is and how long it takes you when we quote to do your bookkeeping you're mm. like oh my gosh please take it off my hands yeah. whereas if you went somewhere you'd never done it and they said two million pounds please <laughs> you'd be like well, i don't know yeah um so we do that one-to-one training session we then get in touch with people Every single month I was in touch with you in your inbox on Sunday morning saying like, I'm just in bed having a coffee and blue is asleep at my feet and I'm doing some financial admin. And so I thought I'd tell you what financial admin your accountant does and what bits you could pick out of that as well. Um, We then do completely free webinars. So this month is maternity pay and paternity pay for the Mm -hmm. self-employed. We do lots of um, financial specifics and non-financial specifics as well. Uh, okay. M will then get in touch with you at under mm-hmm. nine to invite you to another hour long in financial year conversation mm. and that's where we look at what have the last nine months looked like? Where do you want to get to a month 12? Did you set yourself some targets at the beginning of the year? Like how close are you to hitting them? Mm-hmm. Are there any referrals that we can make to add value between now and the end of the year? So for you, that could be mortgage advice. If you're looking to get a mortgage in the next two or three years, mm-hmm. it could be financial advice. If you've got a champagne problem and you're making too much money mm-hmm. at that touch point, we could flag things like, or oh, Jade, you're spending a lot of money on branding, but we can't see a trademark. Do you need to speak to a lawyer or a, a trademarking specialist? Then we'll get in touch with you the day after your financial year ends and request okay. request some information from you to prepare your accounts. Mm-hmm. So bookkeeping is keeping things ticking along as you go throughout the year. And then the accounting side of it is much more like statutory and deadline driven. Okay. So could a content
0: creator, if they're absolutely brand new, could they do that themselves? Like absolutely. either side? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And I
1: am sponsored by doing as much yourself <laughs> for as long as possible. And actually for me, the reason I love working with content creators is because we all do everything ourselves. Yeah. We are the lighting department. We are the content creation department. We're the sound department, we're the editing department. Mm -hmm. You're also the finance department. And actually, uh, one of the first things I did within the business was launch the tax guide for influencers because I was like, actually, there's a huge portion of this market that don't want me at all. Yeah. How can I still serve them in a way that gives them the tools to do it themselves in a great way? Yeah but like with really, really great financial support. So lots of people um, go all the way up. I know we'll come into it later. In the UK, there's two different ways to be self-employed. There's being a sole trader and there's being a limited company. In America, that's called an LLC. And most people go all the way through being a sole trader, filing their tax returns themselves. Yeah. There are still benefits to having an accountant and very often filing taxes yourself feels like walking through airport security. Yeah. Like even if you've done, done anything wrong, I you just like get it. really sweaty <laughs> and you're like, don't hit me. Yeah. But... <laughs> You can still do all of it yourself. And actually that's a conversation that I really encourage people to have. Like very often, I I don't want clients that want me because they feel like they have to have me. I want them because they really want to to work with us. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, let's talk about what you just mentioned and let's talk about it now because I know a lot of people listening will be like, okay, I've heard the terms like self-employed or sole trader and LLC or limited company. For reference, I have a limited company. So I've heard those terms before and a lot of the time creators ask me like, do I need to have a limited company now? You know, I just posted my first video. Do I need to have a limited company? So first of all, what's the difference between
1: those options? And this conversation is specifically important for content creators as well. And I'll can i tell you why. Mm -hmm. So in the UK, there's two ways to be self-employed. We've got being a sole trader and there's being a limited company. Mm -hmm. So being a sole trader is not too dissimilar to being employed in that you pay very similar types of taxes. So PAYE, national insurance, like if you look at your pay slip, looking at your tax return won't be too dissimilar. Mm -hmm. The big differences, and they are big differences, are that you're responsible for paying tax yourself Mm -hmm. and the frequency at which you pay tax. So moving from employment to self-employment, the differences are, when you're employed, you are taxed on your income, mm-hmm. tax is taken out of your income before it touches you. And that's, that's the big bit of mm. where like lack of financial education really comes into play because the equivalent would be if you're an accountant on a 40K salary in employment, the equivalent would be your boss giving you 40K in one go and yeah. being like, like do like, plan and save yeah. tax do and you'll tax. be like, obviously I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> and it is that mindset shift between when, you'll be, when you become self-employed, the money you are given is not all yours from mm. day one. And that's the bit that people miss. Yeah. yeah. So being a sole trader, you are trading as yourself. Rachel, the accountant, is the same as Rachel, the individual. And so whatever is happening within the business is also happening to me. Mm. I'm just trading as myself. I'm responsible for paying my own taxes. But I sit on one seat, one legal entity, yeah. and I'm operating as myself. Lots of people start being self-employed for a reason. And that's because the reporting requirements are lower. Okay, Because you were trading as yourself, really, we're filing one self-assessment tax return each year. Yeah. And so in order to get to that point, we prepare a set of accounts, which is where we deduct your expenses from your income. That's your profit. And then we tax that profit on a self-assessment tax return. Okay, Again, for some people, that's a spectrum. If you are if being self-employed, and it said just being self-employed, but I'm on a ban from saying just, Um, (laughs) if if self-employed life is your one source of income, that tax return will be quite straightforward. Mm. For other people, specifically content creators, it is very rare that you kick off full-time self-employed. That just doesn't happen. Normally we are hustling and you are employed self-employed you've maybe got a student loan you might have like other forms of of income and so we zoom out on the tax return look at you as an individual really holistically okay. what is happening out- outside of this situation and we tax all of that all in one go okay so that's being sole trader mm-hmm. you're trading as yourself you pay similar type similar taxes that you do in employment mm-hmm. and you have one job each year self-assessment tax return yeah for lots of people, that's how they start and as they grow, then we move into limited company territory. And so if I just really quick fire go through the three reasons that people become limited companies rather than staying as sole traders, you can see how this works on a spectrum. So number one, tax efficiency. Mm-hmm. I have accountancy uh, behind me and LED lights whenever I create content. And actually, mm-hmm. I should just have tax efficiency <laughs> behind me because it's, it's what most people care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tax efficiency when you're making a profit of between thirty five and forty k, and by profit it's just your income with your with your expenses yeah. taken off. When your profit is 35k or above mm. is generally tax efficient to be a limited company oh, rather that's interesting i've never
0: actually heard like that number mm. associated really helps yes i feel because really i never benchmark. knew that and
1: for a lot of people if they if they come to me as a sole trader i'll yeah. be like step one make yeah make a profit of 35k yeah and that we do all the fun nerdy things behind the scenes but that 35k basically means that it's cost and tax efficient mm. so there are extra costs to being a limited company even just mm. in accounting fees mm. and so 35k is that sweet spot where it's cost and tax efficient. Okay. So when you're making a profit of 35K, it's generally tax efficient to be Mm -hmm. a limited company. I say generally because some people I'll have this conversation with people and then like right at the end of the conversation they'll say, Oh, I also have like 17 other limited companies (laughs) and like other (laughs) forms of income that I've not told you about. Right. But 35K is that sweet spot where if your if your business is making a profit of 35K, it could be time to incorporate a limited company for the company and your personal taxes it's a good number to have in mind is 35k uh the second reason people incorporate a limited company is the word limited in limited company mm-hmm. means limited liability right so as a sole trader rachel the accountant sits on the same seat as rachel the individual mm-hmm. um and actually there are many reasons why people would want to legally separate the two so mm-hmm. if i use myself as an example I have to have professional indemnity insurance, which protects me for the advisory services that I give. And I have to insure that up to like 10 million pounds. What is the cost that I need to be indemnified against? So insurance policies is a great example of like a non-financial reason that you would want that separated. I don't want that insurance policy on, on my head yeah. um, as you build personal assets if you have a house or a mortgage you might want that separated to the liabilities within your business yeah. for most people especially content creators where it's almost a service-based business your biggest liability is probably going to be your tax bill mm. and so understanding what those liabilities are and knowing that that is legally separate to you yeah. is chef's kiss like you don't have to be running this crazy debt driven business to find that limited liability comforting for it like in some way so insurance policies and liabilities within your company Mm -hmm. than being completely legally separate to you
0: so could that mean that if someone i doubt anyone would ever want to do this but let's say someone wants to sue you for some Mm -hmm. reason it means that they can sue the company and not you personally they can't come for like your house and your car but they can come for the company exactly
1: yeah and it applies to all insurance policies so like the studios that we're recording in probably have public liability insurance which protects if you fell over and hurt yourself while you were here and you wanted to sue them that insurance policy is in the limited company you're not suing mr podcast studio owner you're suing the limited company
0: i wouldn't sue the podcast studio anyway it's fine it's
1: totally fine guys don't worry (laughs) (laughs) but like that's where that stuff comes into play employers liability public liability insurance professional indemnity insurance all of those insurance policies sit completely legally separate
0: very interesting.
1: And then the third reason people incorporate in this one is specifically for creators is the legal separation of being a limited company. Firstly, people generally know about options one and two. They know how much you have to be making to be a limited company mm. and they know that you want that legal separation for some reason. And mm. so sometimes actually we've seen creators actually pitch for better brand deals since they become limited mm. because this is it's B2B.
0: You're oh, not dealing with
1: consumers in the, the general yeah. public. You're dealing with businesses, and yeah. those businesses will take you really seriously as a creator yeah. once you're a limited company. Yeah, that's, that's so the first true. one. And then the second is uh, online brand protection. So accountant she is trademarked, accountant she limited, mm. and sort of owning all of the domains, all of the social media handles, and the limited company really helped me to protect that online. I always thought I was really going to struggle protecting accountancy. It's literally somebody's job and then a pronoun. And yeah. I'm very lucky that yeah. <laughs> I a great trademark specialist that helped me to protect that online. And so owning the limited company was a really important part of that as well.
0: Yeah, that's super super interesting. Okay, so I felt like you shared loads of really useful information there. Specifically, the part about at what point you're ready to kind of create a limited company. Would you say that let's say someone's listening and they're like, okay, well, my profit was forty thousand pounds or dollars, maybe it's time to incorporate. Mm -hmm. When they incorporate, do you normally recommend that they therefore get an accountant because obviously there's far more paperwork that you need to do when you're a limited company? That's what I realized anyway. I was suddenly like, oh,
1: I've (laughs) got to say this. It is it's. rare we get someone that's ever tried to do it themselves mm-hmm. and the ones that we we do get that have tried to do it themselves it's not going well don't want to use the words hot mess but like oh, no. they really they do really struggle and, and yeah. this is you know it, it's like again using the car scenario there are some things you can do yourselves like mm. servicing it and keeping everything topped up mm. you're probably not qualified to do an mot yeah. and that that is yeah. that is the difference yeah. um it's not saying that you can't some people do yeah for most people that is the organic stopping point is becoming a limited company
0: that's totally fair so what are some things that we as creators should still be doing even if we have decided to get an accountant and a bookkeeping because i also think sometimes there's a misconception that it's like once you've hired people to help you you're like completely hands off and you know don't have to track anything anymore and you're just like oh it's fine it's being sorted but obviously that's not the case so what do you think people should still be doing during that time
1: so First one is on that point of who's doing what. First one's boundaries. If you are outsourcing things, if you are getting a bookkeeper, some some people ask a friend or a relative to start helping them doing their bookkeeping. The most important conversation you'll ever be able to have with that person is boundaries and being explicit on what is your responsibility and what is theirs that will serve you, serve you so well. Yeah. We actually do something, so whenever we take on a bookkeeping client. Now we actually have a deep dive hour long conversation with the bookkeeping team and the client to be like, I've literally had at the end of those conversations, someone's randomly forgotten. They've got like a, a Shopify account. They've not told you about uh, like your business mm, is your business. And yeah. so handing things over to us, you'd be like "Here's access to my QuickBooks or Xero yeah. or other accounting softwares are available. Um, <laughs> like you would just say, here you go, off you go. And there are so many int- intricacies within your business. And so we have like an hour long deep dive where we we literally put together like a process completion plan so anybody within our business could pick that up for you to make sure it's being done yeah. whilst having real okay. clarity on how you run your business. So yeah. boundaries around who's doing what and how that gets done is really important. If you are outsourcing, I would always ask the person Uh, that you're giving it to to write process notes for you Mm -hmm. so for every single client as i've just said we prepare completion plans that's yours if you want it if ever you decided to take it in-house again lots of people scale up to the point where they hire that role yeah we can literally give you process notes start to finish on how to complete the bookkeeping within your business and that's just really great added value but also peace of mind Mm -hmm. for you if ever you wanted to take that somewhere else or hire somebody Mm -hmm. really really great for you so if all of those things the day-to-day stuff is being is being carried for you um, at least once a month, deep dive financial well-being routine yeah. is probably the most important thing you can yeah. do. Um, we have this really great checklist, checklist which breaks down daily, weekly, monthly things that you can be doing as a business owner. The most important, and if you take one thing from this, is planning and saving for tax. Mm. Somebody could be doing your bookkeeping daily, mm. daily categorizing every single transaction as it comes through your bank account. Mm. It is irrelevant if you're not doing anything with yeah. it. So it's your job to get your money's worth out of that bookkeeping. Mm. Most people when they're doing bookkeeping are basically reconciling your bank account. Mm. Again, completely pointless if you're not using it. You have to be reporting. You need to know what your top line figures are, Mm. what's your turnover, what's your profit. Does it feel right? Mm. Do a gut check every month when you run a report. Does it feel right? Mm -hmm. If you know you've spent quite a bit that month and it's actually looking quite profitable, it could be that something's been missed. If you've been working really hard and actually the the turnover doesn't look that high, has something been missed? Mm So gut check, planning and saving for tax and again, planning and saving for tax in all areas. We... Are the nerdiest nerds <laughs> that exist like i i'm married to an accountant running a business <laughs> which is also an accountancy practice so yeah within our business we do things like segment 112 of our expenses every single month so we literally today the day of recording just booked our annual workation so every year we take the team nice. on all expenses all inclusive holiday Fun. to new yorker and yeah. every single month based on our headcount we work out how much per head it costs us to take them on that trip. Mm -hmm. For every single member of staff that exists in the company at that time, one twelfth of that goes into a pot. So today when we're booking a holiday, I think it was only 10,000 pounds, quite a lot of us now. Um, It's not like, where are we going to find 10 grand from? It's like, oh, we'll just draw draw down that in that Starling pot. And so really, really being proactive and taking control but as a starting point, planning and saving for tax mm. and using that information in a way that feels great for you in a way that like it makes sense to you is yeah. really, really important. Mm. I create lots of long and short form free resources. So mm. if any part of what I've just said scares you, come and find me on the internet. Yes. Um, we I'll have lots of great like yeah, financial yeah. wellbeing routine, deep dive stuff where you can literally put my video on and mm. word for word, step by step. Do it with me. So, if any part of that just made you a bit sweaty, I've got you.
0: (laughs) Hey, creators, do you have any burning questions which you really want answered? For example, are you unsure on how to increase your engagement on Instagram? Or maybe you're debating whether to start a membership. Or perhaps you're confused as to which camera you should buy next or what microphone you need to start your podcast. Well, you are in luck because we have the answers. Every Tuesday, we invite you to submit your questions over on our Instagram at underscore. Do not forget the underscore. We select one question to answer every single week, and we provide detailed answers to that question in our email newsletter. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and submit your questions, and you also sign up to our newsletter to make sure you see the answers. Links to both our Instagram and our newsletter are available in the show notes. Okay, amazing. All right, so a topic that I really wanna to talk to you about, and I feel like a lot of people probably wanna to talk to you about this expenses. And the whole idea of writing things off. Can you just Mm -hmm. give us an overview of what those things mean? Of
1: course. So when you're employed, Mm -hmm. you pay tax on income. Full stop. Yeah. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you become self-employed and your mate Dave down the pub is saying, Mm -hmm. expense that, expense that, put that through, do that, take your wife out for dinner and treat it as a board meet." We Mm. don't listen to Dave. (laughs) Don't listen to Dave. But actually it's really important to explain what Dave is actually saying. Mm. Dave is trying to tell you, hey mate, You've been used to paying tax on income. Mm -hmm. Now you don't. Now you pay tax on profit. Mm -hmm. Profit is the difference between your income and your expenses. And outside of how hard you work, you can't really do too much about your income, Mm -hmm. but you can control your expenses. And so by increasing your expenses, you can decrease your profit and therefore decrease the amount of tax you pay. Okay. That's what Dave Down the Pub is trying to say. Okay. And so it's our job as accountants to help you understand what's allowable, what's disallowable. Mm -hmm from an expenses perspective to make sure that you firstly are correctly being reimbursed for any expenditure that you do incur Mm -hmm. genuinely, wholly, and exclusively on behalf of the business, Mm -hmm. but also to cover any blind spots that you might have. Lots of people miss stuff because either they're so used to it feeling like they're walking through airport security and feeling like oh no i'm not sure about that i can't claim that it's our job and one of the most valuable things you pay for when you get an accountant is clarity Mm. is somebody saying yes we've done some research you can claim that or actually we're not sure if you can claim that but let us take that away let us speak to hmrc let us get some clarification on you can on whether or not you can Mm. or you can't and i think that's one of the best and most interesting things for us as working with content creators is Everybody's different. Yeah. You, as a content creator, could sit in the same category as me, as a food content creator. Like, we've got some someone won Bake Off and is a client of ours. Oh, fun. But even though you fall into the same category as content creator, your mm. expenses would be different, wildly, yeah. wildly different. Mine, depending. unfortunately,
0: are very different from the person who won Bake Off, yeah. I'm assuming. I would love to be <laughs> able to claim.
1: <laughs> yeah. But for us, that's what makes it really exciting. Mm. It means that we get to come and do things like that. So we really have an insight into who you are, how you run your business, what is allowable and disallowable. And that might look very different to a tradesman, a plumber, an electrician. And so our job is really not only understanding you, but getting to learn stuff. Like we learn so much from when I qualified to now, content creation as an industry Mm. didn't exist when I was training. It does now. It is so interesting not only does it mean that we get to work with some of the coolest people on the planet Mm -hmm. but also it means that we get to learn brand new stuff every day and so for us it's always a very open fluid conversation where we're prioritizing your financial education but also ours and being able to say to you i have literally never been asked that question before but i'm really really happy to go and take that away from you yeah the perfect example example being the boob job. Yes,
0: I've heard about this, guys. Buckle up.
1: I feel like you heard about it on TikTok. Not even I did, from, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have a client who is an OnlyFans creator. It is worth prefixing this conversation by saying that we don't actually specialize with working with anybody, not even content creators. Actually, our specialism and the way we choose our clients is based on core values. And so we have a client that's an OnlyFans creator and she came to us and said, I would like to expense a boob job. Mm-hmm. We said, of course you cannot do that. No, no. And she said, actually, I've read the rules. I've read HMRC's website, and HMRC's website says that as long as I can prove that my income will go up as a direct result of making mm. this expenditure, I can claim it. Very clever. We're scratching our heads, like, oh, I'm not sure Yeah, you know, I'm this. not sure. It's
0: trying to, trying to pull a farce on us, I think. So we're like,
1: <laughs> okay. A- and again, every day is a school day we learn and so we said to her we need to speak to HMRC. Mm. if if this is what you're going to do let us do it with the tightest due diligence you have ever seen so Mm. that you can sleep at night and we know it's all been done correctly so we went to HMRC. we found some case law that exists um the examples were slightly different but like we referenced all of these different types of case mm-hmm. law we understood exactly where she sit where she sat in that industry what the scope of that project was literally have this like watertight due diligence document we actually worked really hard behind the scenes before mm-hmm. we ever mentioned it publicly my motto on social media with life is share scars, not wounds. Mm. So we waited for a certain time period after this happened to talk about it publicly. We worked really, really hard with our professional bodies and we got their internal standards team to audit what we'd done. Because we oh, knew. Oh, wow. So you like proper. We yeah. knew the, vir- <laughs> the virality of this topic. Yes. We yeah. knew that actually, because of the lack of education and misunderstanding around financial education, this mm-hmm. will go viral probably for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So we worked really hard to make it watertight before we ever spoke about it online. But a boob job is probably. The craziest expense I've ever seen someone go so, through. So,
0: how long did that whole process take? To In get terms to of stage? her coming to us, yeah, yeah, n-
1: not too long. Yeah, really? I, I, yeah, like two or three weeks. And again, that that delay was caused by us yeah. being like, "Hang on a minute,
0: <laughs> like, slow yeah. down." Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Has there ever been anything else where you've been like, "Wait a minute, I don't think you can do that"? And yeah, we've been we trying it. to do it all
1: <laughs> the time, all the time. Yeah, um, that's. A boob job is the most extreme expense that I've ever, with my hand on my heart, let somebody expense. People try and claim things all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: doggy daycare.
1: Doggy daycare. (laughs) If you need, if you need, they say that they need doggy daycare to do their job. But then,
0: couldn't you expense, like, your child's daycare by that same? On on the same basis, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. And so, the rules are, and this is, like, the first conversation, this is day one of having an accountant. Yeah. the The rules are, If something is wholly and exclusively for the purpose of your business, so for you traveling to a podcast studio, whatever, um, if something exclusively relates to the purpose of the business, you can claim it. Yeah. That's really, really easy. And that's what you need to have in mind when you are spending money, when you're at a checkout, whether that's in person or online, that is the thing you need to have in your head. Mm -hmm. Would I be spending this money if I wasn't self-employed?
0: Yeah. So if you have a
1: dog, you would still need doggy daycare if you're employed versus self-employed. Yeah. You wouldn't be hiring podcast studios if you're employed. No, that'd be be weird. So so that's the the really easy (laughs) common sense check. Yeah. Um, Again, with content creation, it is worth saying it can be really confusing, Mm. really confusing, and a lot of content creators the aesthetics of what you are creating is really important. And sometimes that means that you are spending money that you would normally spend, but you're spending more money mm. because that aesthetic is like such a strong part of what you're spending. Yeah. And that's where we have to open up conversations and yeah. why working with someone that you trust that you actually like, and you feel comfortable saying yeah. before I spend this money, yeah. what are the boundaries?
0: Yeah. I think that's really important as well. Just mm. having a relationship where you feel comfortable enough being like, by the way, can I expense yeah. this? Yeah. So yeah, Things like, and I'm not expecting you to just give me a straight up answer, but things like when you mentioned the aesthetics, I'm thinking like YouTubers and their backdrop. Like I so wish that I'd just like decorated my living room after I started. I didn't, I decorated it before. But I feel like my backdrop, for example, I probably could have expensed a lot of that. Yeah, so it
1: depends. And again, it does depend. It depends if it's your house and you're literally like a lifestyle creator, Mm. you probably can't expense redecorating your house. Uh, We're a really good example. So we have Shed Quarters, which is Mm. completely separate to our house. It is a home office. It is literally my YouTube studio. And so all of the lighting, all of the equipment, my big LED sign, anything that you can see here, I would expense. And it's really easy to do that when, because you know the rules, cause you know, this has to be separate. I can't use it for personal use. Mm-hmm. So I don't go into my YouTube studio for fun. <laughs> I literally go there to work. Yeah. Uh, like it is my office space. Mm-hmm. When you know the rules, you can actually, and again, being proactive about it. Mm-hmm. If you're having these conversations with a professional before mm-hmm. you spend the money, before you yeah. do the decoration, actually that's where it becomes really fantastic because you can do things that make it allowable or make it a qualifying expense, yeah. rather than being like, I've had a boob job. I've decorated my house what do I do now actually here's the receipts yeah like those proactive (laughs) financial touch points are so 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 important for everybody
0: yeah Yeah. Um, so I was having a conversation recently with one of my friends who were like I went to Mexico last week and she was like oh cool did you expense it and I was like what (laughs) and she was like you should have expensed it and I was like how would I expect it's expense sorry Mexico and she was like well if you vlogged Mexico you could have expensed it and I was like I don't think that's right but I am having a conversation (laughs) on a podcast very shortly about this topic so i'm going to bring up have you ever had someone expense a holiday we've had people try okay yeah, i've had people try and it is it, like
1: we work, we actually do work with travel content creators mm-hmm. and travel oh yeah creators, that's harder for travel it's harder. Yeah. yeah so travel content creators is slightly different but again it has to be a proactive mm. pre-conversation so like are there things that we can do so if we if we said to a travel content creator if you are going and coming back and the sole purpose of every second you are there is creating content we can probably do something to make that allowable yeah the reality is you're probably going to try and expense those flights Mm -hmm. have a two week stay, probably vlog Mm -hmm. what like 10 minutes yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a 40 minute (laughs) video start to finish yeah and actually that's why proactive conversations are really important because actually if you still want to go you have a choice yeah rather than actually coming to us at the end of the year is close to a deadline we're under time pressure you feel stressed all of the stuff we're talking about already happened like it actually is just quite it feels uncomfortable for everybody yeah yeah
0: yeah that's totally fair okay so i'm really that glad i didn't question. miss out then how annoying if you were like yeah no you should have expense yeah, that. do not expense
1: <laughs> everything i'm going to australia
0: tomorrow i've been oh what a shame um okay so what are some common expenses um that creators often overlook so they don't realize actually i probably could have expensed yeah. that okay
1: cool so the whole thing exclusively from the point you start your business. And again, it's harder for content creators because very often it's not a straight line. It's something that you start as a hobby because you love it. You're documenting a journey or a story. Yeah. And so from the point you incorporate or you become self-employed, if you imagine your business and you turned it upside down, you shook it. Mm. Anything that falls out. Oh, that's a good analogy. Take to your accountant.
0: Okay.
1: Whether it is camera equipment, mm. if you've got a separate phone that you use for content creation, anything that falls out, mm. we want to know about that stuff. And again, That is a good way of putting it because it's quite a hard thing to ask somebody. And so finding somebody that speaks your language and doesn't make you feel confused or stupid. Like I think a lot of people come into financial conversations with a lot of imposter syndrome Mm. or and and so working with somebody that you feel really comfortable being like, Can you just reverse? I need you to say that again. Yeah. Um, is really, really important. So a lot of those. Expenses that you incur naturally, because again, that aesthetic is going up and up and up, and that content creation quality is going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. All of those things that you've done along the way, we want to know about them firstly. And that's as a starting point Mm -hmm. from the point you started to now. And we can go back in time before you ever were self employed and we can pull them in. So that's a really, really good one. Okay. Some easy, quick wins that lots of people don't know they can claim for. The first one is a use of home allowance. So we can reimburse you completely tax-free for using your home as an office. There's a couple of different ways to do it, and I would definitely recommend speaking to an accountant before you do it, but we can help you to reimburse yourself tax-free for all of the light, heat, electricity, like just the cost of running a business from your home. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one is mileage. So if you are going out creating content, again, lots of people drive to specific locations to create content. Again, if it's wholly and exclusively, if you wouldn't be doing that journey, if you weren't self-employed and for a lot of content creators, they actually, they genuinely yeah. wouldn't unless it was a holiday. Yeah. Um, any mileage that you're claiming, we can put through a 45p a mile. 45p is way more than you it costs you in petrol oh i didn't know that yeah i've always known the 45p thing but i, I think don't it's normally drive 20 anywhere so. 25p it's actually <laughs> yeah. relating to the petrol and so oh. for every single mile nearly 50 percent of it actually reimburses you that's for, very interesting i didn't like know the insurance the wear and tear on mm. your car all of all of those things nice. so we can put that through a 45p mm-hmm. a mile I'm Trying to think, if I can think of any <laughs> more. there's some really easy um oh your mobile phone bill so as a content creator, we can do it on a percentage. And so again, yeah, yeah. I'm not just talking about telephone calls. If you imagine, if you close your eyes and you imagine your screen time on Apple, yeah, any bit of your screen time that relates to the business, we can apportion that and so oh, wow we have the really fun job of like helping people to prove that so again very often and for content creators we're talking at the more extreme end yeah. of the spectrum. so That's the majority my, of the my personal mobile time. phone by the time it gets out of a working day mm. airplane mode yeah do not want to look at it yeah at all and so it's our job to actually work with you to help you to prove this is a personal mobile phone mm. like i'm you know texting yeah. my husband at the same time but actually and it, it could be that it's literally like 90 percent of mm. that cost actually relates to the business yeah. and so we can work with you to understand and again and I, I think that's what so many people misunderstand about the accountant and client relationship. Like it's our job to work together to be mm. like, how can we do this? Yeah. And it's not a no, it's yeah. not a, it depends. Mm. It's a, that's a really great question. Yeah, let's What figure can we out. do together? Mm. Uh, and so for us, it could be like literally screenshots of your screen time. So if ever you were investigated by HMRC and they said, what's that? Where they're like, here you With go, screen screenshot, timestamp. Clever. That's that multiple. That's how much the phone bill costs. Multiply that one by that one times 12.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, all right. So a bit of like a fire round, some good habits that we need as creators. So first one, do we need an emergency fund? How do we figure out how much money we should be saving for it?
1: Cool. So I'm a bit of a financial nerd anyway. Mm -hmm. Like if you cut me open, financial education (laughs) comes out. Um, that's because I didn't, I, I was a charity shop kid. I was a free school meals child. And so like finances have always been at the forefront of my brain. Yeah. And so having a personal buffer is as important as having a business buffer. Yeah. And so from a business perspective, a really great rule of thumb is to always have enough cash in the bank to cover any liabilities. Okay. Liabilities can be a tax bill. It could be if you've had to put personal money into the business, mm-hmm. can you repay yourself? And yeah. again, accounting software makes it super easy yeah. and your accountant can help you understand how to understand where your liabilities sit. Mm. But making sure you've always got enough cash in the bank to cover your liabilities okay. is a really great place to sit within the business. Yeah. And then again, from a personal financial perspective, having three months of all of your outgoings in a savings pot that is immediately accessible. And I'm mm-hmm. talking Straight away. Yeah. global pandemic, yeah. we need it tomorrow, yeah. is happening immediately accessible. Yeah. Um. Again, planning and saving for tax is probably the most important thing yes. you will ever, ever learn from. Yeah a conversation like this.
0: Yeah, which brings me on to the next question, which is how much of your income should you save for tax? question
1: i don't want to be an accountant but it does depend but <laughs> it's very very and again like i have some really great long form content that you can save bookmark and watch every single month literally while you're moving money from your business oh, right, pot clever. into a corporation tax pot okay. or your personal pot into personal tax pot mm-hmm. and so i would definitely recommend doing it at least once a month yeah. and also consider all taxes so for you that would be corporation tax vat and personal oh, so tax much. You, so much <laughs> again but if you're driving your business with that in mind yeah. actually once you've done that you have a really clear undistorted cash Mm. position of what your business actually is and how much you can take out of the business. So in 2023, corporation tax is actually, frankly, quite confusing. So if you make a profit of less than 50K, corporation tax is 19%. Mm -hmm. If you make a profit of uh, over 250K, Mm -hmm. corporation tax is 25%. Mm -hmm. And it's the sliding scale in between there. My top tip would be to save as if you're going to pay 25% Mm -hmm. and anything less than that. Yeah. Bonus payday yeah. for Jade. So, <laughs> plan to save a corporation tax on twenty five percent flat rate. Mm-hmm. Personal tax. Um, there's some really really great online calculators. We have an online calculator. HMRC has an online calculator mm-hmm. where you can work out how much you'd be saving for personal tax. Mm-hmm. This is really important for content creators because very often it's not your only source of income. Yeah. And so me saying pye is twenty percent actually will not help you. Yeah. If you already have a day job, mm-hmm. you're maybe not a twenty percent bracket. You could be a forty percent bracket. Mm-hmm. You're planning and saving for tax as a content creator at 20 actually that does not work for you mm. and so every single month you can put in how much money you've made mm. through employment self-employment you can tick a box it will calculate student loan deductions mm. like really really specific mm. and then every single month pop that into a pot to plan and save for your personal tax yeah as
0: well. do you recommend and a bit of context this has come from a book that i kind of read didn't finish it it was about it was, it was about like managing your, your profit in your business. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the is system. Yeah, yep. that was it. System of splitting up your accounts so that you've got different accounts for different things, yep. which I do do for personal. I use like, do you use Revolut? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I've got like vaults. I've got like my student loan vault, I've got like 50 volts yep. and that is a lifesaver. I mm-hmm. don't have that for my business account. I just have one account, but I know I have a spreadsheet where I know how much yep. of all that money is cool. for whatever. So do you recommend? Actually creating separate accounts for different pots because the idea of doing that just gives me anxiety. Yeah, so I feel like
1: for context, profit first was written in the late nineties, okay. so like pots didn't exist. Yes. However, profit first, for want of a better word, like there's some isms in there that mm. are maybe a little bit outdated now. My dream is to is to write profit first.
0: Oh, I'll read it. I struggled with Pink it because I got edition. like yeah. a, a one or two chapters through and I was like, no, I think I'm gonna have to this move on to lot. this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, as I'm just saying, like setting money aside in two little pots called corporation tax, VA, even VAT, set aside VAT mm. every single month so that when we do your VAT return, mm. it's just a, oh, here you go, HMRC, yeah. not, oh God, where's that coming from? Yeah. It's exactly the same theory, same process, like really good structure mm. to run your business on. The only difference is you don't need seven bank accounts. You just need seven POTS in yeah. the same bank account because yeah. it's 2023.
0: Yeah, but you can't actually do that for every bank account. No. yeah Which is change. so annoying because yeah. I've got, I use Revolut for both of mine and you can do it for your personal and not for not your in business. business.
1: Interesting. So Starling and Monzo. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, interesting that
0: Monzo does it and yet yeah. Revolut doesn't because they're kind of the That's same. That's actually
1: the reason. So, again, really? as accountants we we see people use all of the different banks. Mm. And that was the reason that we chose Starling was because in business and personal, we can use POTS. But then so again, changing like,
0: your bank deals makes me yeah, want yeah, to add. So didn't do many into
1: details. like Google oh, into like all the YouTube subscriptions, bank
0: and yeah. that no, I think I'm just gonna stick with my. They system. do have a switch
1: service. <laughs> all banks do have a switch service. Now. Okay, yeah. So I didn't it, know they, that they can literally do all of it for you. So oh, oh, this is I cool. Didn't know yeah. That. So uh, so banks have switch services now. So if you want to change banks, uh, and it, it's the same for business banking, you literally put in who you bank with now, account code, sort details, yeah, mm. all your bank details, and then you have your new bank, and you can literally choose the day. So if like loads of direct, direct debits go out on a certain day, mm. you might want it to switch over a week before so you know you can get everything together Mm. so you can choose the date you can choose the time everything switches over the only thing that you would need to update would be when when money's coming in manually so from like google when google that's that's fewer things though isn't it yeah and then literally just your invoices just change change on your invoice oh yeah that is interesting
0: yeah i might i might do that then (laughs) (laughs) that's really really interesting so Final bit I want to talk to you about, because obviously at the start of this episode, you uh, flexed on us a bit, told us that you've got a bunch of companies, you're doing loads of things. Can you just tell me a bit about your journey into entrepreneurship? Because you've achieved so much already, like it's very impressive. So just tell me a bit about that.
1: Yeah, of course. So three years ago, I was in employment. Mm. Um, So it's been... Three. three? Sorry, I think I only just read really what you said. <laughs> yeah, three, three. years ago? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so three, three years quick. ago. <laughs> I had like just started my MBA and was in employment and wow. getting increasingly frustrated. Mm-hmm. I think as a young female that didn't come from a very strong financial background, mm-hmm. I always thought that being an accountant was sort of the top. I, I never thought I would be an accountant. Having a job in professional services was yeah. quite like, that wasn't something that people from families like mine did. And so that already felt, like a bit big for my boots yeah. and so I was always just like an accountant is cool an accountant is sorry an accountant isn't cool <laughs> but like it's it's good you know people yeah. understand what that is it's a good career it's a respected mm. career i'll just just do this then i started doing an mba and i was like actually mm. i'm not sure I'm, a, I'm not sure i'm a good accountant i actually think i became an accountant cuz i love business i love helping yeah. people and so at the same time as doing this mba i was getting really frustrated in a job mm. James had started like building up a portfolio of clients because we met in practice with both accountants. Mm-hmm. James had started building up this portfolio. We just got a mortgage. And I said, I think I want to I want to come and do it with you. I was doing all of this amazing things like market segmentation, market analysis, like really from like deep marketing strategy. And I said to James, like we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Business right now isn't big and corporate. Mm-hmm. It is people selling stuff on Etsy because they've mm-hmm. got this new spare time. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be... On Instagram, we need to be pitching to creatives, content creators, like that is where we need to be. Yeah, And yeah, that was three years ago. So since then, we've built this online community of over 30,000 people where I create long and short form content Mm. across YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And yeah, financial education is at the center of everything Mm. that we do. I finished my MBA, um, again, through being an accountant and through doing an MBA, female representation in academia mm-hmm. it just does not exist. It never existed in my career up to that point. Mm-hmm. The top 75 practice that I worked at, there were no female partners, wow. no female senior leaders. And so oh, I was just insane. determined to make it change. And so I'm now a board member and trustee of the governing body that oh, I qualified well. with. And again, the same with the bursary scheme. It's the first ever corporate bursary scheme that exists mm-hmm. every single year, uh, we choose someone that doesn't have access to funding who wants to be an accountant mm-hmm. to start their journey. And I fully support them over the next three years Mm. to becoming a fully qualified accountant I only have plans to grow and scale that side of the business that sort of like philanthropic heart-led side of the business but both of those things I was the first person to do it in the hopes that I wouldn't be the last Mm. this isn't a I'm the only person that can do these things it's a please see me do this and try and do it yourself our motto the way I run the business is that you don't become poor by giving and yeah
0: has worked great motto really well i'm like so blown away by that you're making me want to do so much more stuff with my time (laughs) you're literally talking i was thinking how could i do more and then i'm like actually genuinely how how could i do more how have you managed to do that would you say social media is a big part would you say have you how quickly did you hire because you create so much content and run multiple businesses yeah and I mean, this is coming from me, and I'm, I'm literally specialized <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not sure how you yeah. do that.
1: Okay. Um, and my hair didn't fall out in the process. Yeah, so I it's feel very like impressive. that's my biggest personal achievement. Okay, so as of today's date, we've just hit 700 clients in the accountancy practice, wow. and we've just had our 18th job offer accepted. Amazing. Um, James and I started working together in the August, and our first employee who's still with us today mm-hmm. started at Christmas. Okay. So we managed to do six months on our own. Right. And it's been a Ride. Yeah. Right now, from a content creation perspective, there are two full-time members of staff that support me, with my role. And my as a female business owner, I would absolutely love a family one day. And so Mm. this momentum and this pace has literally come from me seeing women have to stand down from their businesses Mm. when they have children. Mm. And I was determined not to Mm. not to have to do that myself. And so I was like, Cool. How long before I want to start a family? Five years? All right, cool. Challenge accepted. How can I how can I build a business that in the next six months, we am going to hit annual revenue of a million pounds. Like nice. how wow. can I get from here to there yeah. before I have a child so that I can step back and I've got a choice. Mm. I don't know what that looks like for me. I, again, I've not seen anybody do it in a yes. way that I'm like that. That's mm. what I want. But for me, that looks like having a choice. And so top tips would be hire before you think you need, mm. but the point you are thinking about it, you yeah, already probably need too it. Late. Yeah. And <laughs> even with this is a really good, point specifically with content creation I refuse to hire because in professional services all of my colleagues and my team are accountants they just just see me on my phone and so for a lot of the content creation a lot of the editing a lot of the scripting all of those things I was doing outside of working hours and I had no idea like how much it was gradually chipping away at me but because it was just content I didn't feel like I could outsource it
0: right so I was
1: like once i get to 10,000 i'll think about it once i get to 20,000 i'll do it i got to 20,000 and i was like okay this needs to this yeah. needs to happen yeah. and so my full time digital marketing exec started on the 1st of december and now we have a full time business development manager who also supports me in like scripting very financial specific technical content
0: nice well. yeah nice amazing I mean so inspirational oh. also such a valuable episode thank I'm you. so grateful for you coming in and spending time with me I'm sure everyone listening is going to be writing down a lot of notes and if you <laughs> haven't you. yet re listen to it and write some notes down yeah. I will leave links in the description of the show notes so that people can find you and find your resources but for now I just want to say thank you so much for joining thank you so me. Much for having me you've just listened to an episode of The Creator Project. We upload new episodes every single week. So if you've not hit that subscribe or follow button yet, then what are you doing? Be sure to hit subscribe or follow before you leave so that you don't miss out on our new content. If you feel like supporting our podcast, we would absolutely love it if you could leave us a review and share our podcast with someone else who might get value from it. Don't forget to hit us up on our socials. Links can be found in the show notes. Thanks again. We'll speak soon.